everybody welcome back to episode eight of uh prep talk live we have made it with no technical issues we are on time we have cameras and audio that work the 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 prepping gods are smiling down upon us today (laughs) welcome 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 i'm casey with cascadia dispatch joining me as always is the urban prepper what is up top how was your week Oh, my week was very good. Every every time I see the countdown video for this uh, for this live stream, I, I feel like we should have some kind of trigger warning for preppers because uh, I start you start thinking nu- nuclear something's happening. Like uh, <laughs> a, I start checking my preps every time it goes, but uh, it, everything's okay. It's just been a stream, but yeah, it's going. Things are going good. Keeping busy with uh, a lot of family stuff and trying to trying to exercise a little bit more because uh, I sit in a desk all day. So, but yeah, all in all, everything's are, it's going really well. So. Yeah, every time I turn on the thing, I remember that I was supposed to to redo the intro with a lower audio. Um, I don't know if it I don't know if it comes through anybody on the stream. If you heard the intro, does the intro come off way louder than our voices when we're talking? Because in our ears, or at least in my ears, when I'm playing it. It's way louder, and I'm always yeah, it's like, bu- okay, it's, it's, it's bumping. It's bumping for sure. It's, you know, it's got the energy. It yeah. brings the heat. That's the yeah. whole idea. <laughs> we bring up this hype, and then they see yeah. us, and then it's like, oh, <laughs> it just and we lull everyone back to sleep. That's <laughs> our yeah, basis for radio. <laughs> Pony girl is here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, we got Andrew is here. We got lots of people. Um, if you're just joining us. Make sure to hit the like button on whichever whichever stream you're watching. If you're watching it on uh, the Got Prep stream, if you're watching it on Cascadia Dispatch, go back and forth. Feel free to like all of the places. Uh, the more times you hit the like button uh, and give us the thumbs up, the more YouTube will push this out to more people and let us reach the masses with our uh, happy prepping stories and projects. <laughs> As the bad boys of prepping continue on. Uh, <laughs> continue on yeah. so uh so tup what uh what were you up to this week what uh what happened what were your what were your 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 adventures your projects what'd you prep for well so uh so, uh, on one end, I'm doing a lot of videos right now. So I'm working on a lot of audio, a lot of B-roll footage, a lot of uh, uh, outlines and narratives. So uh, so part of the prepping stuff that I've been doing is just uh, uh, prepping for videos for the masses to watch. And hopefully they like uh, some of the upcoming things. Uh, hey, Pony Girl. Uh, but uh, as far as like personal preps, we're having to kind of reevaluate a lot of our pantry preps right now. And I'm trying... I'm trying to figure out the best organization strategy that I could that I could come up with for at least that will work for us for our canned foods. So, uh, at the start of COVID, I think a lot of people kind of stocked up on things, and uh, a lot of the food supply or a lot of the stuff that we bought at the beginning of it is you know some of it's coming up for expiration, and so uh, you know we've made some various donations to food banks and stuff. But I'm just trying to get a better uh, first in first out labeling system for our pantry preps. And so right now, just kind of reorganizing. There's uh, oftentimes with your preps, once you have a good baseline of preps, it's a matter of, okay, how, how do I make this more efficient? Or how do I optimize uh, like the, the load out of it? Or how do I optimize like the first and first out of food supply? So right now uh, we're, re, we're re-looking into our various pantries that we have. So yeah, canned goods is always one of those tricky ones where you're always like, there's got to be a better way to do this. And every way seems to not work as well as you would like. Um, there's the like the can roller plastic things where you can put the cans in and they like roll all the way through into the back. Have you tried that? Yeah. So my my wife has, and we we find that we have it going good for a little bit, and then uh, we just stop. Uh, you, we stop honoring the uh, the rotation. It just gets a little scattered. So, uh, but I, I yeah, I think some kind of like one of the shelf things that lowers down the cans and you just refill it like that. But I want to have some kind of color coordination towards the cans. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at stickers for various years or when we need to use them. And so uh, that's what we're, we're trying to do, but I can't, it's, kind of, it's a little bit I'm, of a mess right now, but 
I'm shocked that you want to color coordinate your cans. Yeah. <laughs> I just like, I'm glad I'm sitting down. It's, I hope everyone I, who's watching on do, the stream <laughs> was not driving while watching this or anything <laughs> like that. Cause it, this could be, this would be headlines. Yeah. Cup is color coordinating his cans. Um, yeah. I had a, a similar thing because we, we end up with, you get just end up with cans and jars and stuff and you don't want things to go bad, but you know, they get put in the pantry and you lose track of them. Um, so I started writing on the top with Sharpies. Yep. Um, we do, we do that too. Yeah. Uh, because a lot of times I can't even find the date or you're like, you send the kids out to go get something and they don't know what the date is or which one to get first or last. Um, so I, the Sharpie thing worked really well and using the, um, the black Sharpies on the metal cans is really great, but then using the silver Sharpie yeah. on like jars that have like black labels or dark colored labels where the, the black Sharpie wouldn't show up. That worked out. It's worked out reasonably well. We continually change what we're eating, uh, it seems. So what seemed like a good idea like six months ago is now like out of favor. And so um, we kind of with uh, not just because like we don't like the food, but there's a lot of uh, food restriction things that we deal with in our family. And so somebody's you know fine eating sugar one week and then we find out that no we need to change and we need to go off of gluten for you know six months or something and so it, oh. it always kind of changes like that um but i think you know it, whoever comes up with like some sort of a can sorting machine i think is going to make millions and millions of dollars <laughs> yeah I, well the problem that we're having because we also use the sharpie on top of the cans but that, that requires us having to read it too i, I think i just want to have like a sticker like a what a, you know, a circle sticker on there like kind of like what we do for uh when we're doing pressure canning of meats and stuff like that but just have it more year based or when it has to be used so i think uh, uh pony Darrow was recommending something like that but uh yeah so anyway that we're 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 chewing different uh different approaches for it and of course it has to go through corporate approval with my with my wife to make sure that she's that she agrees with it so uh, everything you say is semi-final That's, yeah so it, it's yeah the lesson it's, my just, father told me everything yeah. i say is semi-final and I need to put the cover on the TPS report and everything just to make sure it's formally uh, entered in for that. So did you we'll ever see. get your stapler back? <laughs> I have. Yeah. Where'd my stapler go? I have, I have my stapler, but yeah. Um, yeah. The can rollers always, they seem like they're a great idea, but they're like, they're wider. And so then you end up feeling like you're not getting as much space. So yeah, I agree. The can roller is one of those things I always want to work. And we yep. end up buying like 10 of them to do a closet with. And then after like two years, we're like, okay, get rid of them. And then we try to buy them again because we think it's a better idea and it's still not a good idea. Yeah, we've we've done the same thing and it's, it's it just hasn't been working out. for it, it works out for a week and then it's done. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's not. Um, so got a message uh, from more, Be True to Yourself. Yes. Uh, please give more notice ahead on, on the stream so that people can do it. So... Uh, good point. Uh, oftentimes we try to put the message, the, the stream alert out when we come up with the topics and usually we come up with the topics the morning of, so we'll do a little bit better on that, but we will always be here Wednesday, Wednesday nights at five 30 Pacific time is, uh, our scheduled time, unless something happens and then I, we'll push it. Yeah, like, I, th yeah, I think like next Wednesday we might have to figure out a different, uh, uh something on the time, but yeah, but we'll, We'll let everyone know uh, through Instagram and through the notifications. But yeah, I think like a, I'll, I think we should probably shoot for a twenty-four hour heads up, uh, or at least yeah. the morning of, uh, so, so I, everyone I, can I count down. You know what we'll do? Hold on. I think I think this is a good I think this is a good opportunity for us to work with our with our audience here. I think we will we will get it out twenty-four hours in advance if you all agree to share it with everyone you know when we do it. I feel like if we get it out there, then you guys can share it and do that. Does that seem like a fair? within the chat does that seem like a fair agreement that we could have that we could get we could get a little a little help in the in the thing because i think youtube will will let our subscribers know um but especially with live streams it doesn't push it out to um to new people as much so it doesn't necessarily bring in new audience but it's great for our, our current audience which is ideally what we would like um so I see that we, is it it's it's pony girl's birthday i see in the in the chat room that's pony girl awesome. has all kinds of things going on Happy wife, happy, happy, wife, happy life. That's true. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but at the very top, I see that it's Pony Girls. It's a birthday. It's a birthday stream. So I don't know if we're, we're birthday stream. Or not, but yeah. Okay. Wait a minute, Pony Girl. I'm you're gonna saying. have to clarify. Yeah. Is it is it your birthday this week or will it be your birthday next week? Um, because depending, then we would need to know like 
if there are hats that we need to acquire or things like that yeah. for the stream. Um, Mackenzie Drake, thank you very much. Reasonable agreement. All right, that's the okay. deal. We will get we will get the stream topic out 24 hours in advance, and everybody can can share it, and uh, we'll come up with a hashtag or something so we can see yeah. everybody that's sharing it and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, have, happy birthday uh, though, Pony Girl. That's a, that's awesome. So. Yes, now it's your birthday. Happy birthday, Pony Girl. Um, we should like have a sing along in chat or something like that. Yeah, um, but thanks for sharing your birthday with us. We appreciate that. Uh, we hope it's a wonderful, so, wonderful what, week. Well, what did you do this week? I was organizing pantries. Uh, where... Cliff, I'm so glad you asked. Thank you for <laughs> thank you for asking. I'd be happy to tell you. Um, God, I, I enjoy Elise Meyer so much. She's just fantastic. Um, so this week we actually went away for the weekend. Uh, the first time uh, that that we were in a position where we could take the kids to their grandparents' house. They could be there for the weekend. Um, we went to, uh, a place in Skamania, Washington, uh, just across the river that we really enjoy. Um, and it was a great, we kind of do it every few months as kind of a planning exercise of just life goals, you know, for us as a family, you know, what do we want to do for a budget? What do we want to do for all that stuff? Um, but it's also a really good opportunity for us to, or for me specifically to do like car preps, vehicle preps you know, making sure that we've got the right, you know, the right stuff in the emergency bags and which emergency bags do we have. Yep. Um, I've built out a bunch of kind of like um, modules for trips. So we have like a, a, like a power pack that has a pouch and it's got a USB splitter in it. It's got a, a power recharger in it. It's got all the cables you would need. Um, I have one that's for like Wi-Fi and internet that's got ethernet cables and it's got a wireless router and stuff. So kind of a good opportunity for me to make sure that all of those are refilled and restocked and all of that sort of stuff. So it was super, super fun. Uh, we had a great relaxing weekend. Um, I actually got some TikTok things put together and, and pushed out over the weekend. Uh, I made a little uh, prep talk live template for cool. our, our uh, things. to. I, I saw that you have a cool format now where it, uh, leveraging instead of having the landscape you have it more of a portrait which looks cool so exactly i spent i spent uh i don't know how many hours putting that together and pushed it out and it got a grand total of 10 views because uh tiktok shadow banned it um and didn't like it um <laughs> is that, is that, we're talking about uh the pout shaming and that that was uh yeah exactly that, that, got, that got flagged yeah it, was, it got flagged for i don't know bullying or something i don't bullying, know it didn't even yeah. get a content violation it just got no views i was yeah. like what is like I've put out pictures of deer and random things and it gets a hundred or 200 or 300 views. Uh, so yeah, something, it didn't like that one. Yeah. So we're going to try some different things, but that was kind of uh that was the weekend. That's I what we did. That, I thought that was week. a funny segment on the last. Uh, I think it was fantastic. It's, it's a topic I've never thought about in all the years of prepping uh, uh, on that. So uh, mm -hmm. but it's good to know that uh, TikTok doesn't appreciate it though. Yeah. You know, I think we, uh, I think I'm going to try it a little different, maybe without the the banner maybe or something. Okay. Um, Good morning from Japan. Titus wow. back in the house every week. Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, Andrew, uh, create a post on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, we can share it. Absolutely. We will make that happen for you. Um, I'll get to work on, on something shareable like that. We'll, we'll have that ready for next week. Um, also for anybody who didn't know the podcast version, which is basically the audio version of this is now available on all of your podcast platforms. Uh, we got pushed out to Apple uh, Apple Podcasts last week. So if you want to go and, and subscribe to the podcast there, if you can't listen to it online or on YouTube, uh, you have the opportunity to listen to it on Apple Podcasts. It's on Amazon. It's on Audible, which is Amazon. Uh, it's, on, uh, it's on Google Podcasts. So go ahead and check it out. Uh, let us know what you think. Leave a five-star review, please. If you, if you do do that, that would be really fantastic. Um, all week channels are talking doom and gloom, but not this channel. You know what? I just want to screenshot this. That's a that's a I, great pony girl. That's a great comment because that's the I think that's the mission statement of uh of this of of this particular live stream because uh, so much of prepping is it's you know there, there's a lot of doom and gloom topics and you can get down and out on, on thinking stuff. But <laughs> when you come over here, we're going to talk about uh pout shaming and all sorts of weird yeah. stuff too. Uh, milk milk chickens. 
Milk <laughs> chicken, Legos. Yeah, you guitar. name it. It's, it's, it's going to be the, the lighter side of prepping. So that's, uh, love the comment. Uh, yes, that is, I think in, in when, when Tup and I were talking about doing this, this was like the first thing. I was like, hey, what about this? And 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 he was like, that's fantastic. That is exactly what I want to do. That's kind of our our ethos, a lot of ways, is the smiley, happy approach to prepping as opposed to, uh, you know, doom and gloom and watch out for asteroids. And and and, and I, I know that by doing this, uh, some people, uh, they don't like that kind of thing. Hey, you, you guys are smiling too much and you guys are w- whatever. But, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> it comes with the territory. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's a choice. It's a conscious choice we're making. With great power um, comes great responsibility. Great responsibility. To <laughs> and fewer views. But that's okay. We'll make yeah. it up in... in uh, in happiness and, but, and yeah, and I and I see that Connie had a good comment there. Yeah, I always I'm always concerned that, uh, but if I like I don't do it personally, but I, I'm worried about scaring people off from prepping. Like the whole goal for me is to get people. I, I want to bring them into the club, and then if they want to go scary route, they can go scary route. But at least get them in talking EDC and and it's you know prepping is so it's so much it's so much fun and it's all the different people that you can meet that's like minded that's that's online like you know who would have thought like 10 years ago you and I would be talking we didn't know each other we weren't even into prepping and <laughs> i think this this outlet and this community is so cool that now we have all these friends, pony girl and connie and titus and people in japan like you're able to talk prepping and which i i find like in my everyday life people don't want to talk about prepping for the most part or talk about what zippers they like on their bags or, <laughs> or what, what, uh, what, what body weight they want on their pouches. But over here, there's, there's thousands, if not millions of people all, all around the world that we could talk about this. So uh, again, I don't want to scare too many people off. I want more of those people so we could have these fun conversations about so, uh, fun conversations about topics that can be scary, but sometimes you got to just smile in the face of scariness. So. Yeah. And I think if, if there's lots of people that hear prepping and they assume it's one thing. And I think if we can convince them through our smiling and our, you know, fun and, and WWE and, and all of the macho man and all that sort of stuff, that there's more to it than just camouflage and bunkers. uh, I think that then makes it so that everyone's a little more open to it. And the more open they are, the more prepared they'll be. And in an emergency, then likely, you know, there won't be as much strain on the system for everybody. So if everyone just assumes that it's doom and gloom and we're not going to be involved and they don't prepare and there is an emergency, then we're all in, you know, a worse spot. But if everybody can just kind of at least start putting their toes in the water. And I think the the last couple of years have helped to uh, provide some opportunity for that. Um, But if we can do it in a way that continues to make it just part of life, as opposed to just this kind of, moment in time that that will i think make a big difference um yeah i think uh i I know myself personally i don't know about you but i think i find that i've been trying to overcompensate for like i think doomsday preppers kind of set back the whole idea mm -hmm. of prepping years because it's you know it's made us all look like a bunch of you know crazy people basically with the bunkers and camel not that i don't like camel and bunker uh, (laughs) and uh, all those cool things because i have some i'm just hiding it right now (laughs) uh, exactly you're actually broadcasting (laughs) from your bunko i I have knee knee pads within arm's reach so it's a (laughs) i looked i looked at your knee pads last weekend i was while we were gone that was one of the things i was like i gotta go look at tup's knee pads and see where to get them and find them on amazon um So um, I did find a couple of others that looked interesting too. So I have questions for you okay. uh, about knee pads later. Yeah. Uh, that's going to get flagged on TikTok too. Yeah. Like, exactly. It's pads. getting flagged on YouTube. Yeah, We're being deplatformed. Like it's a whole thing. Uh, oh, Pony Girls, Pony Girls wearing camo PJs. I, I'm that's not awesome. surprised by that. The, the Men's Warehouse has a camo uh, button-up shirt, which I, I wasn't going to get because I thought it was weird but now i just now as i think about it i, I think i love it so i'm going to get it in a, i might dress up on the next uh live stream with the camo uh button up so yes, i think we need that and maybe like a suit jacket yeah like a, like a camo like a black suit jacket with the camo See, so I you have can a suit jacket. i also and... have a suit jacket near, nearby but it's not camo but you know I, I try to have so much stuff within arm's reach you know whether it be a, a large flashlight like a through night one or a, 
uh, and I have a question. Is that is that the um, the, uh, the 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 jacket? Is that the uniform you wear on the other podcast? Yes, yeah, so, on the other yeah. This yeah. is the fancy. When you're doing doom and gloom, you get formal. When I go doom and gloom, and I then, go formal. I wear a tie. <laughs> yeah. I have a tie yeah, exactly. ready to go for it. So it's, <laughs> that's fantastic. That's feel, just great. I feel like a carrot top or someone with all this, these props near. <laughs> <laughs> you never know when you're going to need to make a variety of types of streams. I and want to this be the carrot top of prepping. That's my, that's my goal. I guess. The carrot top of prepping. <laughs> that is absolutely a. I think the way I'm going to introduce you from now on, yeah. and B. I think it's. I think it's a shirt. I think it's a yeah. shirt with zip ties. I for still hair. got some cool stuff, like some EMP stuff. I could. I could go full prepper if I need to. Right? But. <laughs> Have you tried? Have you tried the EMP thing? Because that I, was have, a, I haven't set off an EMP locally. All over. Yeah, I haven't set up an EMP locally, but uh, I, I have it installed on, a, on on our vehicles. And so far, you know, oh, fingers crossed, there's no EMPs that are happening. But it's <laughs> you, you have a test set of zero, but so far, so good. Yeah, so far, uh, so good. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, it's one of those things you kind of see in the in the the prepper world with the algorithms and things as as things kind of come up and then everybody like they are everywhere, but you never always know, okay, is this really a thing or is this just a thing that I'm seeing on videos? Yeah, uh, and I don't people, think you ever made people, a video about it. Yeah, no, I have, I've been, I've been tr uh, treading lightly on it. Cause I know some, a lot mm -hmm. of people say, Oh, that's like snake oil or whatever. But mm -hmm. uh, uh, I don't, I, I had a talk with the, with those folks, and I don't know, they they talked they said all they answered all the questions that I had. I but it's it's kind of the same way with me with like uh, you know hardcore preppers. We have like our potassium iodine pills for fallout <laughs> radiation, and I haven't tried those personally myself either. But I have them, and I'm, I'm hoping that if it were ever to come, at least I would have it ready to go. And the You're same crossing with, your fingers that they crossing my fingers. You think they will? Yeah, I still have, but maybe have to do like a 72 hour potassium iodine challenge or something yeah. but with doctor approval i don't know the 72 hour you know we've come a long way from the 72 yeah. hour bar challenges yeah. to the radiation pills yeah. i feel like <laughs> we're really grasping for viewers yeah we're starting to grasp now yeah, but... <laughs> um snakes are oily you know and i think uh they could be yeah they could be um, yeah so uh so let's talk preps for me. Let's talk oh. gear and gadgets. It's show, show and tell, tell time. It's show and tell time. Okay. Are you get gonna out, go first then? Get or? out your, your favorite stuff. You know what? I, I am. I, and I went back okay. and forth on this one. Okay. Uh because I had I had a thing I told you I was gonna show off earlier today. Yeah. And then I changed my mind because uh I have a video on TikTok right now that's doing really well on another thing. And so I figured I would talk about that because that seems to be popular. Yeah. Um so the thing that I'm gonna bring are these ready tape duct tape um packages so a lot of people um you've got the big roll of duct tape a lot of people say okay you take a duct tape and you roll it around like a piece of cardboard or something it always ends up being sticky and it smells like duct tape and it's just not like a great thing and you know, it's just a, a messy um and look, we might be in an apocalypse, but let's be civilized, all right? Let's let's be reasonable. Uh, it smells smells like duct tape. Like that's a, it smells a, like duct tape. It just reminds me of like a cologne commercial or a soap or something. Oh, to duct tape. Sixty percent of the time, it works every time. <laughs> sorry, I, sorry. We have the it. best look. We have we have twenty something people watching right now. We have the yes. best podcast ever. Yeah. The best ever. Um, so what I like about these and you can get them on Amazon is they're really compact. Uh, they have the same amount of tape as a reasonable roll of, of duct tape. They've got like five yards or whatever. So they got plenty of, of tape, 15 feet or something, um, on one of these. Um, but you can get them in different colors. So you can get, I got the, the gray, your traditional, if you will, uh, silver duct tape. Uh, they have a black duct tape, which I did not get because you can't really write on it. So you you might need it every once in a while, but I felt like this was kind of more standard. Um, but they have these fluorescent colored ones. They have orange and yellow and green, which are great for also for duct tape, but also for signaling. So if you needed to make directions, if you needed to write an emergency warning or something like that, you get the, the additional benefit of the color in these. Um, so, and they usually come in like, you can get them individually, or you can get them in like boxes of six or something. So, um, so I got the, the silver ones and then I also got some of the multicolor. 
highly recommend them. Um, they actually come in uh, kind of sealed in these little plastic pouches. So uh, you can put them in a bag, you can put them in a purse, you can put them in a car or something, and you don't have to worry about the tape, you know, kind of sticking to things or residue or anything. They're very compact, very wonderful. I think it's good. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like it was a win. It yeah. was a it was a win. Um, yeah. See, you fix everything with duct tape. Yep. Everything with duct tape. Um, what do you think is like? The, I keep. I just keep finding comments. I'm like, oh, that looks good. I don't even look at the name, and they're Pony Girl again. So Pony Girl, yeah, yeah, exactly. Here, there's, here's, here's someone who's not Pony Girl, Kaylin. <laughs> yeah, the smell of duct tape. It's not that you mind the smell of duct tape. It's just why would you want the smell of duct tape? If you have the option to not have the smell of duct tape, who goes around? Like, do you, does anyone go around and be like, "I would love to smell duct tape"? In, in all my all my prepping years, I've never thought about the smell of duct tape, but now I'm going to think about it every time I buy more duct tape. So I'm so glad I could teach you something. <laughs> like, over the years, you I've learned so much from you that if you could take one thing away from me, I feel like that's I've I've won. That's that's yeah. the thing right there. <laughs> that's hilarious. All right, uh, what'd you bring? What'd so, you got? Well, I, I covered this in, in my my most recent video on the, the nightstand EDC, which I finally finished. I know we were talking about it on this stream for a while, uh, mm -hmm. and I know I've, I think I've done a video on it, but I thought it'd be fun just to do a dedicated one for this. Is, is I've been I've been buying more and more of these power out uh, power outage outlets. So you you basically plug it into your outlet, and if the power was to go off, you basically have an alarm that goes up. It's, uh, it's not really that loud right now, but uh, basically uh, I've been putting these in multiple places now within the home. I, uh, I Originally I bought these for our aquariums because when the aquariums go out, I have to, we have to kind of gather our, <laughs> gather the troops and get everything set so we don't kill the fish basically when there's a power outage. Uh, but I've been putting these almost in every single room now. So when the power <laughs> goes out, it's going to be alarms all over the place. So. It's like a flashbang in your, it's like yes, show exactly. lights all throughout the house. But, I, but I'm at least doing it on every outlet where a refrigerator is plugged in. Like we have mm -hmm. a few different, we have a freezer in the garage. We have our primary refrigerator and then we have a backup one downstairs. And if I'm always worried that if those were to go out and I didn't know about it, then I'm gonna we're gonna ruin all the food that's in there. So uh, I I think these are pretty cool. They're about seventeen dollars each. These this are, these are the best ones that I've tested so far. There's some other brands. The, this one is by Reliance, is what it's uh from. Yeah. There's a little light on there as well, which uh, helps like if you have it in the hallway, that it'll kind of provide some illumination during the hallway. So, uh, but yeah, that's my show and tell item is that the power out. Uh, outlet alarm for power outages i think it's a it's pretty handy and to have a, at least on the anything they have plugged in that during a power outage that you probably want to get to like your refrigerator or if you have a freezer downstairs or an aquarium or something like that so those yeah the throw until item for for today that is fantastic i you know what based on this i'm gonna bring in next week the yep. thing that i put on my refrigerator um because i had the the, the reliance thing so we have those yeah, because I watched your video, oh, as well. I do. and then I bought a bunch of them, yeah. and I put them throughout. Um, and we had we have one refrigerator that's outside, and so it it works really well for everything that was inside the house. But the refrigerator that's in the garage, um, we didn't hear it go off, and and it wasn't a power outage; it was attached to a GFI, and the GFI popped, so it was yeah. That's a, yeah, I'm, I'm worried about that kind of stuff happening. So. Yeah. So I've, I found one that actually for that specific situation will send you an email and a text. Oh, nice. So as long as you have, you know, if your whole house doesn't go out of power, uh, but that one circuit goes out, then you'll get the alert if you can't hear it. Um, but yeah, but I have the reliance ones throughout as well for for in case there is just a, a natural power outage. i want to know more about this outdoor refrigerator though is this like a community refrigerator that you provide for us for the neighbors as they walk yeah we just we leave it in the driveway and okay it, yeah that's you a, know it's, that's what i was imagining when you said it it's yeah exactly it's the uh so for us it's the it's the refrigerator that we keep um in our garage basically the the chest we have a chest freezer and then we have a refrigerator freezer out in the garage yeah and okay. um and it's attached to a the the outlet that's out there is a GFI, um, and for so if it gets a power strain or if it senses water or whatever reason it freaks out and it pops, then uh, the whole circuit will will go out, but the rest of the house will have power. 
So we won't know that it's a blackout out there. Um, And so we've had a couple of times where the GFI would pop. And because of just how we live in the house, we couldn't hear the reliance alarm in the garage um, through the house. And so we thought everything was fine. And we go out there and, you know, we got ice cream that's all melted and, and everything else. So I got this other thing that I'll bring next week. Yeah, it sends an a email and a, and a text message that says that the power is out for whatever that circuit is. So as long as everything else is working, you're fine. If the whole house goes out, then like it's you're you're in a, in a whole different problem. That'd but, be pretty cool. Well, one of the things that we're always worried about is like when we go on vacation, for example, uh, yeah. we're worried about power outages happening while we're out of where we're where we're gone. It'd be kind of cool if they had some kind of something like that, where if the whole power goes on in your home, that you get an alert and a text message and an email like that. I don't know if there's a product like that, but now now I need to research it though. Yeah, I think the uh, and that was the thing for us too is we have we have wonderful neighbors, and so if uh, if we were on vacation or we're away for the weekend or whatever. Mm-hmm. And especially because that circuit is temperamental, if that circuit were to pop, we wouldn't know about it till we got back. Yep. So to have the 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 email notification is great. Um, the company also um, came up with a temperature and a water uh, sensing, like a flood alarm that you can get too. So if you have yeah, a water have, leak, yeah, we have one of those downstairs because uh, that's something I'm worried about us too. I mean, I know in, in the prepping world, that's, that's not the cool we're stuff. We're very though. worried about a lot of things. <laughs> I'm, I'm worried about all sorts of things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, uh, but flooding, like, cause we, when we moved into this home, we added, we redid the floors downstairs and now I'm all paranoid that some, if some kind of flood happens downstairs and I don't know about it, then it's, you know, uh, we'll have time to like try to stop it. So, uh, yeah, so I we have one of those downstairs as well. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we had a flood in our in our house from the water. Like they were changing our water heater, and they turned off the the water at the water heater. And they had come the day before and said, "Hey, be careful because the pipe is brittle and and everything else." And the people came out to fix it, and they turned it off at the water heater, but they didn't turn it off at the street for the house. Yeah, and so they went to make the final adjustment and snapped the water line behind the the stop. And it flooded all the way into our, we have a daylight ranch style house. And so the, the water heater is actually on what would be the second floor. So it flooded into our living room and dining room and then down into our crawl space. And it was a, so we spent that, uh, we call that the breaking bad holiday season because yeah. it was all plastic sheeting and ripped up floors and heaters and fans and all kinds of stuff. Having a flood in your house is not a fun thing. I do not recommend it. Yeah, no. Um, one out of ten do not recommend. <laughs> um, so to prep or not to prep, let's talk about uh, let's talk about spring, which is I know a weird thing because we're still in January, but we were talking about uh, garden season and yep. that you know you're you're kind of obviously we're not planting anything right now. You there are people who are planting things. We're probably in the northwest not planting things, but this is a good time to start thinking about what you would want to plant and yep. how you would want to plant and what you want your gardens to look like. And I know you, you've been doing tomatoes and you've been doing some other stuff. So have you given some thought yet to spring planting and gardening and all of that? Yeah, we're starting to game plan a little bit for that. Uh, getting our, cause we, cause we do a lot of container uh, gardening, which I, I, it, it's, it, uh, it, I like it because you're able to transport it if need be. Like if like uh, if you needed to like get on the move, you could always take your your prized potato pot with you if you wanted to. Uh, but yeah, we're I'm all the old we like over the winter. I kind of let everything kind of go a little bit. So I I was just kind of planning out. Okay, I got to clear out these particular pots. These are for these potatoes this year. I'm going to try this style of potato. And for some reason, I keep having potatoes that look so dinky like marble sized potatoes but uh hopefully this year we'll get a little better but yeah the the tomatoes i'm gonna talk to the the kids every year we find which ones that which uh vegetables and produce that they like the most and they really like the snap peas so i think we're gonna go Mm -hmm. we're gonna do a lot of snap peas this year because the kids just they love just going outside and grabbing a couple snap peas and eating of it and it's like and they're they taste so good so and now with and also we love the tomatoes because sorry uh they're so they taste they so have so much flavor it makes me question like all the tomatoes i've had over the years like, <laughs> what, what am i eating at all the, the fake stores? tomatoes 
Yeah, because the ones that I yep. grow, like we grow on our deck, are so flavorful. They taste so good, and, and it's uh, kind of ruins you in a little bit. But yeah, we're gonna get a, go with a similar setup that we did last year. We're hoping that this year we have a few different blueberries that I, we are told it takes about three years to actually see some stuff mm-hmm. through them. So we're hoping this is the year that it actually happens. So, uh, but yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, we uh, the gardening has been one of those. You talk about uh, bug out bags as the gateway, the prepper gateway drug. Um, Gardening has been one of those things for our kids around getting them into it and uh, allowing them to pick things. So we usually, I kind of divide up the beds and figure out, you know, which beds we're going to do which. And and a lot of it is kind of experimental of, you know, I think I'm going to try putting, uh, you know, we're going to try doing delicata squash over here because it didn't do as well last year we're going to try it in a different spot um and i tend to try to put like a couple of plants in different spots throughout the yard to just kind of see like with different types of sun and shade and stuff um i should at this point with the number of homestead channels and things i watch yeah be really good at this but i'm still like well i will put it over there because i like the way it looks yeah um so i you know that's kind of been the thing i think um last year most of our seeds actually got eaten uh, by uh, rodents. Um, I thought I had them in a in a secure spot, and I went to go pull them out, and they had all been just shredded. Uh, so we've been trying to replenish seeds when they're on sale and things. Um, but we do the the tomatoes are great. You know the the snap peas are great. Um, they're kind of one of those things that they'll grow whether you want them to or not, which is kind of nice. You just kind of as long as you get the seeds in the ground they'll kind of do their thing. Yep. Um, same thing with like green beans and stuff. So those are good ones for the kids. Um, we often try to do things like different colored stuff that they like. So like purple peas and purple beans and um, crazy colored carrots and, you know, that sort of stuff that's just different um, to get them into it. Uh, so, yeah, so we've kind of, we've started that plan Um a couple of years ago, I did sweet potatoes. And when you're mm-hmm. doing sweet potatoes, you have to start the slips, you know, about January time. So, you know, I've gone back and forth on whether to try that again. Our potato harvest and our sweet potato harvest have always been quite small. Um, so I want them. It's like my lemon tree. I want my lemon tree to make a lemon and it never, ever does. <laughs> and I want the potatoes to be potatoes and they never, ever are. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we keep trying. Uh, so, you know, I, wonder- I think. Yeah, oh, sorry. I was gonna say though the one that we're when we always we do like zucchini or cucumber or squash or something and it's always so overwhelming because they, there's the huge humongous things I don't know when they like they grow so fast and like we we're like oh, what do we do with it it's like uh, it's too much it's too much because because if you grow it's too, too many, many slices of it, it's, it's too many slices <laughs> that's what I feel like when when it comes to zucchini or the squash or the cucumbers like, <laughs> that's exactly yeah, the zucchini- the, yeah. the zucchini can get out of control it's crazy um, yeah we like how uh, much zucchini can you really eat i, well, I don't know i guess if you're that's, that's why you have neighbors just yeah, give the them apocalypse, yeah and then we yeah. have all, we have this big stack of zucchinis in the kitchen and we're like what do we what do we have a zucchini <laughs> party or something what are we gonna do about <laughs> i between the knee pads and the zucchini party top this is the this is the greatest stream ever uh, <laughs> Yeah, I think we we end up with with a ton of zucchini. Um, we actually live between our neighbors are also gardeners. Um, one of whom is a, a like an amazing gardener has turned like I thought I was turning our yard into a bit of a food forest. Like we switched out a bunch of plants for blueberry bushes, so we have yep. probably ten or fifteen blueberry bushes now that are mature. I've put asparagus all over so that that'll just continue to grow. Um, we have strawberries, we have blackberries, we have all different kinds of things. Um, but our neighbor who who lived in, who moved in last year, like completely dug up their yard and they're doing Hugo culture and a food for it. Like everything there is. Like the permaculture and stuff. That... Yeah, it is incredible. Yeah. So here I was like thinking I was like the gardener on the block because <laughs> I was doing like some, some garlic and things. And then the guy moves in next door and they've got just trellises and all kinds of like, Okay, can we just tell me what you got going on over there? Because that's what we're going to try to do over here. 
<laughs> yeah, our neighborhood is that we have a lot of people uh, have their gardens and certain people focus on like we have this one neighbor. He's really good at growing onions. Like he has a ton of onions. You have another one that's a mm -hmm. the tomato uh, OG of the of the block. And there's this one older lady. She's like 95 and she just has like so many blueberries. It's crazy. And she goes around the neighborhood and gives the neighbors blueberries. And so then uh, yeah, I think then. I think Tup, what you need. You're the zucchini guy. Yeah, I'm gonna be the zucchini. And you just guy. need to go walk around and offer your zucchinis to people. Yeah. <laughs> and see how that see how that goes. <laughs> yeah, for, for one year, one year we bought a like right before COVID, we bought like all the, I forget how many yards of uh compost we bought, but the whole driveway was filled with compost. It reeked. Uh but and then like COVID happened, everything shut down and all the neighbors needed compost for their gardens. And so we were like doing all this bartering and trading for hey, you take a, a barrel for I'll take some of those uh those onions off your plate for you. So it was it was pretty fun. It was good practice for the neighborhood. So yeah. The uh, that's one of the things that we found that's that's fantastic with the chickens is the composting element um, and having that. So getting it ready for um, getting it ready for the spring. And so we kind of I top dress everything in the spring and then we do it again in the fall. Um, but like we we had too much. And luckily now our neighbor will take as much of it as we can give them. Yeah. Uh, so that's fantastic. So now we're getting a little more use out of that. Um, our worms are still hanging on. Uh, have you guys ever tried a worm bin with your kids? <laughs> uh, no, I haven't. Although we, we probably should, because I think they probably like it. We um, here. You want to? Oh, I'll let you continue because I have a I have a deep uh, herb prepper secret that I'll, I'll share. Oh, with all right, too. all right. Uh, so yes, yeah, so I found a way to to make them with like Tupperware con containers and things, um, and they're fantastic. The 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 um, the worm castings and everything that you get in there is great. Um, and we put it outside so it even though it didn't smell in our house or in our garage, um, it's, it's just nice to have it outside and you just don't even worry about it. Um, but I would highly recommend it to anyone. It's a nice little self-contained, the worms don't make noise. The worms don't, you know, need you to walk them or anything. They just sit in their little tub and they make things to go on your vegetables. So it's fantastic. Um, so yeah, okay. So what's your urban prepper secret? Okay, this is kind of a touchy subject in the home right now, but uh, I'm gonna oh, say it. Oh, anyway. all right. So it's, you have a secret worm bin. So, so last year, it's not worms, but it's <laughs> critters like that. So last year during our gardening, my my daughter was liking to help my wife with things, and she found a snail. The snails that you don't want in your garden because they mess everything up. So yep. she, she decided she wanted to keep it as a pet, and so then she and she named it after. Uh, she named, gave it a name and everything, put it in a Tupperware, and then she found another snail and put it in the same thing. And then she was, they were feeding these snails. Then my wife got really into it, and now she's like, we have, <laughs> she's been breeding snails in our dining room, and so we have all these like glass uh, tanks filled with like baby we have like the baby snails and the medium-sized snails and the and then these like the og snails that have been doing that and it's like what are we gonna do with all these snails we don't want to uh it's i it's, imagine uh, this is like this is like outbreak where like it is accidentally the thing is gonna tip over and all of the snails will escape your house and ruin your garden and all of your neighbor's gardens <laughs> yeah so i'm like well what are we gonna we can't just keep growing these snails they're multiplying like uh it's that star trek episode with the uh have you looked into escargot yeah so that's what i was thinking are we doing it we're not doing escargot so what are we doing yeah. this for but uh so I don't know. It's uh, it's the dilemma of uh, dilemma of 2022. So we'll, we'll, I'll give you an update as far as what happens with all these. Uh, we have like probably 700 snails right now. So. <laughs> well, you know, if you got chickens, you could feed the snails to the chickens. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I mean, our neighbors could... have chickens, so maybe that we could have some kind of <laughs> you trade. You could so. barter snails yeah. for eggs or something. Yeah, I got some fresh, uh, fresh, fresh grown snails. You could. I'll trade some fresh grown snails for some Art, tomatoes. Artisanal snails. Yeah. They're hand reared hand uh yeah. in our in our thing. So uh questions. I saw one that I thought yep. was interesting here. So I wanted to pull it on up here. Uh where did it go? Uh it was from Connie. Connie, I saw that one. Yeah. Yeah. How would you go about planting when you're in an apartment? I know a lot of people start off with the using the five gallon buckets on their if they have if you happen to have a porch in the apartment and doing potatoes and uh starting with that and then what we did when we were in an apartment is we did a like a, like a small herb garden so because we, we couldn't do a whole so you can't do a whole bunch when you're in an apartment but in your window for example you could you know grow uh, whatever herbs that you like cilantro or basil or or whatever 
uh, and and do that in addition to having if you could do some five gallon buckets uh, if you have a porch area. I, I I find that most people do that. So, but I think uh, Connie, you're going to want to go the container gardening route. I think for for the apartment. Yep, I think I think it's very similar. And there are lots of different things. Like there are, we did an herb garden, and we had the uh, the ones that sit on the railing. Yep. So they were up off because even though we have some space, like you want to take advantage of all the space you can. So uh, we got the the on railing planters, which are great for herbs because they're a shallow root base. And so you can put whatever you want in there. Um, the buckets are good. Anything vertical. Um, we did a gutter garden for a little while, which cool. was um, ended up being it didn't work because I'm not good with lettuce. Um, lettuce is a thing I want to grow so badly. <laughs> and I do such a poor job of it in general. Um, but we moved it around and tried different places and just couldn't find a spot for it. Um, but you take a, literally we took a gutter and strapped it to two, two by fours. And then we actually put it against our fence, but you fill it with, you know, compost or dirt or whatever. And then you can, it's almost like a ladder. And so we did strawberries, we did lettuce, we did, um, spinach. You could do all kinds of herbs, but because you can go vertical and you, you've got things that have a shallow root base or things you're going to harvest really quickly it works out really, really well. Yeah. Uh, so I'd say that's a thing. Anything you could go vertical with. So peas, beans, uh, tomatoes, especially like cherry tomatoes or your yep. not like a bush, uh, the indeterminate tomatoes where they just grow straight up. Those are fantastic because you can kind of get them to vine over. Um, so, yeah, I would say I would say any of that. Maybe even talk to your neighbors. If you have like a if you have a balcony and you share it with neighbors. You know, you have a kind of a vining opportunity there with things like, I don't know that you want to go grapes or anything, but if you were doing, you know, some sort of a, a squash or something that was a vine. Don't, don't do zucchini. Don't do zucchini. Though. Yeah, don't do zucchini. That's, <laughs> nobody wants, no one wants your zucchini in their balcony. That's not yeah. a thing. Um, but, you know, doing like a delicata squash or something that's not super heavy, but is a vining thing, then they could have whatever gets to their you know, whatever gets to their balcony and, you know, you could just turn the whole building into a, a squash factory. Yeah, so. I think I think that uh, uh, like in the urban environment, there's a lot of oftentimes cities have various uh, uh, community planting areas where you could actually do some growing of stuff there. And I see a lot of people doing that. So that's a fantastic that's, idea. But that's not your own. I mean, it's not at your house, but technically, you, you know, if you have a little, you might be able to adopt a bed and, and take care of that over there. So. Yeah. And a lot of them will even let you do it in multiple places. So, yeah. you know, we, there are a few of them around cause we have schools and things and they'll do it. Um, I've always wanted to try that. A, oh, sorry. Oh yeah. So you could get a bed, you know, at the park and then you could get a bed at the other, you know, at the other garden. Um, there's also people, uh, there were a couple of YouTubers that I saw. Um, Curtis stone has done a few videos about it um, where people borrow other people's yards. So, you know, maybe you've got somebody who's elderly who doesn't want to doesn't want to plant and doesn't want to do all of the maintenance and everything, but has a yard. And so, hey, can I borrow your yard and I'm going to plant these things and I'll give you half for letting me use the yard and I'll keep half from, you know, from myself for the work or something like that. Um, that's another another option. When I was uh, one of the things I've always wanted to try, maybe I'll have to do maybe 2022 is the year to do it. But uh, I, what is it's called? Uh, what is it called? Gorilla gardening, where basically you you take like you have like hand grenades of seeds and soil, and you you just chuck them into different places that it's not really your place, uh, like at a park or something, or out. And you just and you hope that it, it's it's something that doesn't require deep uh, putting the seeds in deep. And uh, and I, people do that where they do. It's called gorilla gardening. And I've always wanted. I've, I've been so fascinated. Cut Talk Live that. does not uh, endorse we condone or that or condone the views of uh, the Urban Prepper. We yeah. do not. <laughs> but it's basically like a hand grenade of seeds that you. <laughs> hey, that area looks yeah. good. Let me put some potatoes there, and then boop, and then see what happens. It's kind of what it is. But uh, uh, but again, I don't condone that. Uh, yeah, exactly. Made, but, no, we would never. We would never say that. But, but I uh, may try it with like maybe my family's <laughs> like house. It's like, hey, brother, and chuck that in there, and then check on it like six months later, see if anything happens. So. Well, I think it's also interesting. Like a lot of times, so we our house backs up to a wetlands, and you know we can see that there may be people around us who have planted beyond their fence, who may have 
you know, maybe they don't have a fence. And so they have some containers or things that are a little outstretched of where, you know, the boundaries are. Um, but there's also blackberry bushes and and there's fruit and all different kinds of plants because the birds will go back there and they'll carry the seeds from somebody's house and drop it back there. Um, so I think, you know, that sort of thing, you know, is just it's nature. Yep, it's nature. It. If if yes. that happens, it happens. Uh, yeah, don't get it. We, this is not this is not farming advice. This are we not? Are we not? Advice. Are we not condoning gorilla gardening? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm gonna make a PDF. Here's how you throw it. And here's... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Make sure you have this much dirt in your hand with it's this type of seed. Yes. Yeah. yeah, color coded. Yeah, the, yeah. the dirt has to be color coded to go with whatever the thing is. And I and I think that they put like uh like ghost peppers or something in it, so then like the squirrels don't want to eat the seeds or something. So they do something like that too. It's a anyway. It's a defensive and offensive gorilla garden it is yeah i've never done it but i've always thought it sounds uh, interesting so all i thought you were doing was taking like zucchini seeds and just throwing it willy-nilly around i had no idea that you were putting pepper spray in with yeah that's what you that's well that's kind of what they do for like when they like replant like like when there's like a they want to replant trees because like deforestation and stuff they have like drones that drop these uh the seeds like the trees basically and they they're so high up that it, it digs into the ground it's and then they all they put like ghost peppers in it because they they want to plant the trees and they could plant millions of them that way but they put it with ghost peppers too so animals don't eat it before it has a chance to grow so i uh yeah I, I thought it was pretty cool too so maybe uh, i'll do it I'll, maybe i'll do a drone video for gor- uh, gorilla <laughs> gorilla <laughs> gardening where we're dropping uh dropping uh, those I, I feel like that should be like <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, Jonathan, Jonathan, fantastic, fantastic and insightful comment. I appreciate yes. that. Brilliant. Like, that's brilliant. That's... It just that's fantastic. You know, we try, we try really hard. Pony girl again, you know, really yeah, <laughs> just working with nature. Yeah. I I can't I can't argue with that. I, I it's just science. It's just science. Um so all right. I think we are we are getting close to time. And yeah, if not, we're past. Yeah, uh, I think we should end it on a high note with with Jonathan's comment. So yeah, I feel like Jonathan wins. Yeah. Jonathan, look, Pony Girl, Comment it may be your birthday, day. and you yeah. may have been commenting this entire time, but I feel like Jonathan wins. I yeah. mean, that's just fantastic. Well, she, um, she had the good comment about the doom and gloom one early on, so uh, and it's her birthday. It, so I think by technicality, I think that uh, the Pony Girl is the, all right. the commenter of the stream for for today. I think. All right, that's that's fair, and I won't yeah. even I won't even get on her on the fact that she started on on the Cascadia Dispatch stream and then she switched over. To the to the urban pepper stream. Oh, okay. And has all of her good comments on your stream. Yeah, I just so, see all. I just yeah. see all of them like all uh, aggregated together. So, um, so anyway, thank you everyone for joining us uh, for another episode of Prep Talk Live. If you haven't already, don't forget to smash the like button, subscribe to all of the channels. Um, we will be posting twenty four hours in advance our our topics for next week. Uh, and if you don't, just write it down. Wednesday nights, um, we'll have a different time because Tup is very busy. Um, he's a very important person and, and we need to change the schedule. So we will do that. Uh, so keep an eye out for whatever the new time is for next week, but we will post it well in advance so everyone can make it. Um, and when we do, please go ahead and share it with, with people, you know, have a watch party. Maybe I, I think we're entertaining. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good idea. So like, uh, have some PTL watch parties. Yeah, like uh, the Book of Boba Fett type there. Actually, I heard that sucks, but uh, like other watch parties. <laughs> yeah, yeah I've not been impressed by that, but that's a whole other. Maybe yeah, we'll we can, have that on the next, next stream, episode. Next stream. Yeah, yeah, next stream, we'll talk about what a what a dumpster fire the, the Book of Boba Fett I don't want to talk Fett about Dexter. Dexter is a, a, a touchy subject right now, too. So anyway. Dexter or Duxter? Dexter, or is this like a different Dexter show? That, like, is Dexter this a, New tech, Blood was, a TikTok yeah. where it's like a duck who is like a serial killer is that a thing i don't know anyway all right thank you everybody for watching we will see you next week have a wonderful have a wonderful rest of your time all right we'll talk to you soon thanks bye-bye see you.